love, I'm just going to start out by saying, I love how you support women's sports, women's everything. Like I have a shirt that says more female, black, Latinx, indigenous, like more voices. And you are one of those people that have supported since day one. But we're going to talk about you a little bit because I, I saw that you were on an NBA 2K all girls. Like you were one of the counselors for that. So can you just talk about, you know, being a dad, why, why it's important to empower women? Let's just start there. Yes, I mean, most importantly, um, I've, I've been a part of the Women in Gaming Development Camp for the NBA 2K League for two years now. And I think it's a, it's a lane that we didn't cover uh, as I was helping build out the landscape for uh, 2K and, and, and how this came about. So I think it's important that we recognize all, all gamers. And I mean, women in particular, I mean, it, you know, I think something that's been important to me and it was said by Ariel Powers is like, you know, gaming, it, it shouldn't be segregated. I mean, you have, you know, it's not, it's not like traditional sports where you have to be a certain metric or anything like that. I mean, if you can play the game, you can play the game. And I think uh, it's something that I've grown uh, a part of and, and, and want to be as impactful as I can. I mean, with that being said, I think in, with me being a general manager and coach for the 2K League, it's st I still have a responsibility to make sure that uh, every player is, is, is qualified and, and competing, you know, at, at a high level uh, to truly embrace the opportunity of being a part of the league. But something that I don't hardly talk about is, you know, I have a daughter. Yeah. Uh, she, she games. That's why uh, I was she, asking about it. You're a girl dad. Yeah. Yeah. So she, and, and not only that, I mean, she played college basketball, um, D2 level and got her college degree. I mean, and, and now, I mean, when she's not working, she's always on the game. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty dear to me. I mean, now that I'm a part of professional gaming and she games as well, just sports has always been a big thing in our household. So um, I, I was one of those dads that I didn't miss a game. I probably only miss, out of the thousands and thousands of games that she played, I probably only missed like five. And, uh, and, and it's and just she knows important. That. I'm sure she recognizes that, that you made a point to be there. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I, I was tough on her, but um, I, I told her, I said, you know, a lot of people are going to judge me for how tough I am on you, but they're going to reap the benefits when you're out there hooping. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she she listened to me and uh, it paid dividends for it. I'm, I'm proud of her. And um and now even more when I see her on the game, it, it really makes me, uh, it feels a certain kind of way. She plays more Fortnite than 2K, but okay. still just oh, the gosh, fact that we have some. Too, that Fortnite is just taking over. But, you know, it's interesting because you're a dad that's in the professional gaming space. Normally parents are like, stop playing them video games. But can you just talk about your viewpoint on it? Because like you've made a career out of it now. Yeah, I think uh, actually when I first came into the space, that was something that uh, I was uh, kind of attacked about a little bit because um, I come from the tr traditional sports background where I coached uh, basketball for over 20 years. And so I already had an initial relationships uh, with a lot of parents. And when they seen that, they was like, oh, man, like now now I can't even tell the kids to get off the game because, you know, it can become a career. And I think I think we have to be more open-minded. Um, like I tell all parents, I, I don't, I don't back down from education or anything like that. I mean, I still encourage that, but be open-minded to a lot of different lanes that's out here for your child to succeed. Uh, even beyond just gaming itself, uh, you know, influencers, YouTubers, streamers, uh, different things of that nature. I mean, you know, kids are making a living 
uh, now. I mean, a killer, not a living, yeah, a killer just, right now. I, I was just about to say that. So it's like you you want to be open minded, but you still want to have that core foundation set uh, for how you want your child child's future to be. No, and you you hit on something because yeah, it's we our generation. I think we look at video games as literally just a hobby, but. You're a testament that it's a profession now. Can you talk about like you were in traditional sports for 20 years, former athlete turned coach. Can you just talk about like, how did you even get into gaming? Like, how did that start? Uh, funny thing. Uh, I'm obviously, uh, you know, I'm in my early forties. I've been around since 2k, uh, before it had numbers behind it. So, um, I was in the military. Funny thing. I, I was in the military from 1997 to 2001 United States Navy. Uh, 2K came out in 99. Uh, at this point, you know, kind of just playing 1v1, excited the fact that the NBA had a game that was was being modeled uh, through video games. So uh, till 2014, where they really started picking up the pace, uh, where you can create your own player, uh, give it certain attributes and different things of that nature. And then not only that, you can go out and compete with other four players uh, just like it. So in 2K15, they had the Jordan Rex in it. And basically, you could go in there and compete uh, as an individual, uh, just like open runs, or you can go in there with five and, and you can meet up against another five and go at it. Okay. So uh, I started to hear uh, little things about leagues going on and being formulated. Um, so I, I got into a few, stumbled across uh, my, my dear best friend that, to this day, uh, Tawan Fairley. Uh, we started playing together. And then uh, one day out the blue, he said, Kurt, um, I think uh, I think we can I can do a league better than all the leagues. And I'm like, OK, right. so what you, <laughs> like what do you want to call it? He said the NPBA. I said, what that stand for? He said, my player basketball association. I'm like, man, you know, if that's what you want to do, I'm with it. Uh, fast forward to a couple of years later, we had one of the hottest leagues uh, in the world. And, and um, so y'all running your own league, like a whole league. Yes, we we pretty pretty much emulated the NBA. We had conferences, uh, <laughs> statistical categories, awards and everything. Um, Crazy. 2017, uh, Take Two Interactive and the NBA announced that they were coming together for a 50-50 partnership to create the NBA 2K League. And we were excited, but we didn't really know like how we would fit in or anything. But one thing we knew is that our presence was kind of felt. I mean, um, I have been reached so out to So the NBA some... 2K League actually reached out to you guys? Wow. Yes. So it was kind of like, um, just like a mutual, like just meet and greet type thing. And we didn't know how we were going to be a part of it. Actually, the first team that, that reached out to us was uh, the uh, Bucks GG, which is the Milwaukee Bucks affiliate. And we kind of came on and served as draft analysts for them. Um, had a limited role during the season, but it kind of got our foot in the door uh, where people recognized uh, our hard work that, and everything that we had put into it before the league was, was actually uh, came into existence. So um, the following year, uh, that's when things took off for me. Um, I was uh, reached out to from the Brooklyn BSE Global, Joshua Prush, who at the time oversaw uh, NSGC. Uh, he reached out. I'll never forget because I at this point I was a, I was a manager for a group home. It was six thirty in the morning. Email shot across my iPad. Uh, opened it up and read it. Uh, basically, was saying that you know he was told that uh, he should need to reach out to me 
Uh, we, we got on a phone call later at 9 a.m. He said it was one of the best conversations that he had had with any candidate. Now, okay, my, OG. Now, mind you, at this time, I didn't even know I was getting interviewed. Like, I, I was just <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, I didn't know what to think. I was excited, but I didn't know what to think. And uh, fast forward a couple of weeks later, I was brought on as a special advisor uh, to help them build out the team. And then two weeks later, I uh, was announced uh, the GM and head coach. And um, that's crazy. And then so, my so partner understand the NBA has a whole league. Like, so affiliates, it's like the same way. If you would think the NBA G league has affiliates to the NBA team, the gaming crew has, that's what GC has affiliates to the NBA team. So this is like a licensed pretty much league running through the NBA. That's just gaming. Just so everyone has, cause everybody's not hip to what's going on. So you basically got a GM head coaching job for like a legitimized league run by the NBA. And this is the Brooklyn Nets team reaching out to you. Like, I'm just making sure I got this all right. That is correct. As, as, except we go under the name Nets Gaming Crew. Nets uh, Gaming yes. Crew. Okay, Nets Gaming Crew, Nets GC. So, so then you get the job, right? Again, did you ever think that when y'all were building out the MPA or MPBA, did y'all ever think that you were gonna be able to do this like on this scale? Like, was it just, did you see it as a hobby basically before you became a GM or, or did you always see that this has money potential in it? No, I, we didn't. Um, you know, it, it's crazy. I, every day I wake up now and every day, I, every night I go to sleep. I mean, it's, it's a surreal feeling. Um, I have a job to do, but it's it's one of the, the best careers like you could possibly have. I, um, no, nah, we didn't think anything about it. We was just doing it simply off the off the love of the game. I mean, that that truly defines what we were doing. It was just out of the love. Uh, now, mind you, I caught a lot of grief uh, when it, when I was doing this because I'm in my mid thirties at the time, and I'm still working, handling my business, you know, as a father, man, you know, husband, and everything like that. But um, in my free time, I was always on the game. Yeah, like, or, or always operating and running things. Sometimes I wasn't on the game actually playing. I was just making sure tournaments and leagues was running smooth and things like that. But no, it's uh, this is something that I don't know. Like you, I could have never thought, and uh, it doesn't allow me to just to have the, the the experience so many things that I never would have experienced. Uh, I, I like meeting somebody like you and and, and building relationships and 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 you know, Mama Snook and and everything yeah. like that. So they just left this morning. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's its allowed uh, a lot of great opportunities for me. And not only for me, but my kids and, and, and everybody who's surrounded by me. So I'm told, I'm truly grateful. So I have a question. Is like, because this is a league, y'all have wins, losses. Like, how do you, is it like traditional sports in a sense of when you're coaching? Like, what's the normal pregame talk like for when it's the game? Like, you know, what is that like? I think for me, um, I think every GM and coach probably has their own different philosophy and, and how they feel and think about it. But for me, I've always been a player's coach, um, even in traditional sports. Uh, for me, I have the luxury of having Josh Humphreys, uh, AKA Chuck, uh, who was one of the top PGs in the league. Um, he's pretty much the on-court coach. Like he lead, he leads and runs the show. Um, then a cent, one of my center, Connor Rodriguez, shots. Uh, he's one of the best centers in the league. So that with them two together, uh, surrounded by, you know, Dante, uh, Faze, and, and Slay, and Jake, uh, it, it makes for a perfect formula. I think you you need, uh, if you got a solid leader or two, 
for on-game purposes, it, it works out. As far as me, my responsibility, I just manage the personalities, yep. any anything that may arrive. But uh, I'm pretty much laid back, you know. I think I think I'm cool for an old head. So <laughs> I, I, you are. I, I keep the vibes good. I, I, I mean, I make sure they got but what they need. You're not an old head, first of all. What some? Hey, you know how it is in today. Just because they're young doesn't make us old. I'm just gonna say that. Oh yeah, because ain't nothing cracking over here, so <laughs> <laughs> we pretty. I'm pretty good in that department. But uh, yeah, no, so it, it's just I I give a little pregame speeches here and there, keep them motivated. I do want to say this: uh, Alton Bird now, who uh, has assumed responsibilities for NSGC, and and his staff have done a phenomenal job in making sure uh, that we have everything we need. Uh, from luxury to to required items and everything like that, so it's it's been a a great time for SGC right now. No, I'm glad you brought that up because I was mind blown when I heard that these players are living all right. They get put up in a nice place. They get a salary. Can you just talk about like the life of a gamer? Because again, I think this is a world that people just really don't know about. They look at gaming, they're like, "Oh, stop wasting your time." <laughs> I know that it's a small group that makes it, but this is like real professional luxuries. Yes. Uh, this is the backtrack just a little bit. As far as the qualifications um, of becoming draft eligible, most of the players have played a, a numerous amount of, of amateur status uh, pro-am basketball, which is pro-am is a mode in NBA 2K that emulates the league as far as the 5v5 setting. Um, so upon that is certain qualifications that have changed over the years. Uh, now it's pretty much the, our, each league or each team in a league holds individual tournaments that you and your friends can sign up for, uh, for a five team, a five player team uh, tournament. And if you win, uh, you get a bid uh, pending background checks and different things like that, but you get a bid to be in the draft pool. And then at that point, uh, combines and different things are held by the league and GMs and coaches like myself. Uh, it's we, like traditional sports yes. for us, like tryouts, then combines. Yeah, and then at that point, if you're lucky to, to enough uh, to get drafted, um, you receive a base pay salary. Um, you get you move into the market area that drafts you for six months. And they uh, pay for that, right? Yeah, rent-free. Um, the only thing you pretty much are responsible for is uh, food, and that's here and there. I mean, I you know we we have team dinners and different things like that. But as far as on a daily, just your own individual products, uh, food, and different things of that nature, and you pretty much living the life of a of a pro gamer slash NBA player. That's crazy. Okay, so first of all, are the are their salaries like known? Like, what's the number one draft pick? Like, what's that? What's that like price point like? It, right now it's increased over the years. I think if, and I should know this, but it's somewhere in this ballpark of, uh, uh, on a low end base pay, like 33 K okay. and then on a higher end base pay is like 39, 40 K. And, and they then, talk about endorsements because I know that that's big for, well, the gaming culture in general is big booming. Are, are those players getting endorsements kind of like athletes, traditional athletes would too? Yes, you have some players who have their own individual uh, sponsorships. Um, I know Chalk uh, on our team has, has received some, uh, some other players from some other teams as far as apparel, uh, different merch and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it's out there. 
Um, I, I think it's, of course, we're young in, a, in our league and it's development, but I think the more the, the more it's around and the more exposure we get, things like that are going to pick up. Uh, you know, you have uh, young players. And then I think far as representation, far as, uh, you know, agents and, and different and managers and different Wait, they got like agents and managers too? Well, I'm saying they have the possibility of get, oh, wow. of having that. Some of them just need to learn uh, the, the process and the, 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 the industry and things of that. I mean, because, of course, like yourself and myself, we both have managers and, yeah. and, and things like that to help expand your brand and, and grow in your career. And I think once some of the players really have an understanding about that, I think, and, and, and what role they play in it, I think they can really thrive off of it. Because esports, I mean, that's the – the main way how it survives is off sponsorships and, and partnerships uh, and, and gaining revenue through that. Yeah. And so you talked about brand sponsorships. You've done an unbelievable job, I believe, of branding yourself. You have your own podcast, which is amazing. Can you just tell me about your podcast? What what do you talk about on a normal basis? OG two cents. <laughs> I think, uh, thanks Renee. I, I think for me, it was important to like, I like stories mm -hmm. and it was one way where I can connect with people, uh, on a one-on-one -on -one basis, but also in the process of them sharing their story and how they got to where they are in their respective industry, it could be, it could be sp spread out to the world. And I think that's something that never gets old. I mean, I think it's a lot of people out here who have interesting stories and it needs to be heard and and i think my that's truly what my platform provides is that uh, it's about storytelling it's about getting to know uh, that particular individual and hopefully when you are done listening to the episode that you can carry some nuggets with you to help you you know continue on in your journey and whatever it is that you're trying to do no, I love it. And you exude positivity. You have motivational Mondays. What made you start doing that? Like what made you just want to put, cause I even had to tweet you the other day and I'm like, I love what you guys are spewing out in the world. It's just like uh, yeah. positivity shouts to who is Brooklyn. He's alongside of you with that. But what made you want to just start having that positive impact every Monday for the motivational Mondays? And I know that's a thing that people do every now and then, but I mean, you really come with it. You have your OG two cents that you drop. Like, why all these nuggets, like these gems? I think for me is that, uh, like, I, I've lost a lot, like, I mean, in, in my journey. Um, you know, not having my mom anymore, not having my dad anymore. Like, so I started to approach life a lot different. I mean, it's, uh, it was some dark times and, like, and, and really – where sometimes I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't, and, and so when I got blessed with the opportunity uh, that I did, um, I wanted to I wanted to share with everybody in in a light where it can help encourage them to do the same thing. Not like, hey, look at me and look at what I'm doing, but like, no, like, let, look at what I'm doing, but also focus on yourself, and hopefully, I can gain, I can help you gain some some strength and some positivity that you may need or may be lacking. Uh, to do what you want to do. And I, and shout out to, to Brooklyn Mo. Um, you know, I, he's been a supporter of mine for a while and I've been an admirer of what he does. And I think, uh, you know, he, I wanted to bring it different. Like I know a lot of people hashtag motivational Monday, uh, but for me, it was like a lot of people look at Mondays. as like a terrible day. Yeah. They, they, they may be 
getting up, clocking in, going to a job or doing something that they really don't want to do. And I kind of wanted to, 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 to like spread a different light on it. Like, Hey, get up, like get up and make a change if that, if that's not it. And, uh, through talking to Brooklyn Mo, I gave him some, so a few little words that I wanted him to, to, to put in a, in a, in a, in a rap and, he, I mean, and it wasn't much. And uh, he listen, I it. get the same. He's so <laughs> talented. Shouts to Brooklyn Mo. Can't wait to see. He's so talented. So yeah, sorry. What? But I gotta give him his roses because there's like when I see talented people grinding, I always want to put shed light on it because that's what people need. No, without a doubt. And then the other uh, person I want to pay respects to in that vi for that video was uh, Fire Sticks Gaming. Uh, they do a lot of uh, creativity uh, project in, in our, in the 2k community and beyond. And I just gave him a little bit of information. And within that motivational Monday video, I didn't even know he sent me over the video. Once he got the, the track from Mo and put it all together. And I looked at it and I was like, Hey man, can you, uh, like add some New York stuff in there or whatever. <laughs> and, and, and he was like, Hey bro. He was like, that's your hometown. I said, oh, snap. Like I said, I was like, I didn't even know that. He was like, yeah, man, I went and got, got footage of your hometown. He was like, if you look, go back and look at the video, that's, that's and literally crazy. the footage that he captured, I live like literally across the bridge. And you ain't even recognize and, and I No, I didn't even recognize it. <laughs> so I was like, nah, we'll just keep it the way it is. And, and I always want to pay tribute to Dayton, Ohio. Like, I mean, I know uh, I'm, I'm working in, in, in constantly in, in Brooklyn, New York, but Dayton, Ohio raised me and uh, made me. So I'll, I never, I'll never forget about uh, where I come from. No, I love that. And you talked about you were in some dark times. It, when you were in those dark times, were you still that motivational Monday guy or did you look at other people giving you motivation and that kind of got you out of it? What, what were you like in those darker times? No, that, I think you hit it on the, on the head with that. It was like more or less me looking. Uh, I was gaining things from people at the time or they didn't even know they was giving it to me. I mean, you know, because when I lost, I lost my dad back in 2001. And then I lost my mom in 2018. Now the, the, the particular part about losing my mom in 2018, she passed right before I signed with Brooklyn. Mm. And like, a lot of people didn't know that. I didn't share anything about it. I didn't talk about it. I just kept moving. Like, I mean, and the, I'll never forget like the first, the the first season right before the first game, like I'm in, I'm in a, in an apartment. I'm, I'm crying like, yeah. like unbelievable because I knew like how happy she would be like, cause she would have been there. Like, I mean, yeah. so uh, just thinking about that, but like at the time it was like, just like a lot of my mentors, my brother, my brother, father figures, like constantly just talking to me, staying in touch. And I'm a big work. I'm a big affirmations, man. Like, I, I mean, I love like when people speak life into me and, and speak positivity to me and they actually mean it and they show it. And, um, you know, Renee, you've done the same. I mean, I, I, and, and the relationship that me and you have built and, 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 and it even extended further with your mom like that. That's what keeps me going. Like, I mean, even though we may not talk all the time or, or and everything like that, but I know yeah, when you we know do, we're still here. Like, you know, yeah. I'm here if you need me. I know the same. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, that's uh, and my brother. I mean, I have a twin brother, uh, Isaac, uh, who's we haven't always seen eye to eye. But I think as life and, and, and as we've gotten older, and experience some things together like we are like super tight and um 
you know, he's been right there for me all the time. He ain't never really was a big video game head, couldn't stand video games, and really don't even like him that much now. But I mean, he supports whatever I do, whatever I do, and 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 I love him for that. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. Family's always going to be there, and I, I agree. I, like what you, I, I love that when you were in a tough situation, you needed those words of affirmation to pull you out. And so now that you're in a better situation, you just give that to everyone in case they need it, in case it falls on somebody, like that's beautiful. And you know, you talked about being in the military, you were in the Navy. There's a lot of, of different things going on involving the anthem, the flag. What are your thoughts with that? Especially in sports, you know, I'm a team owner and there's different decisions being made and, do you play the anthem? Do you not? I'm curious from somebody that served, is it this way? What's disrespectful? What's not, you know, just from, from your point of view, like is not playing it. Like if we play lift every voice, how is that viewed? I think for me personally, uh, obviously when everything uh, in the height, in the heat of everything that was going on about, you know, Kaepernick and everything, it was like, l listen to the message, like listen, listen and understand why somebody is doing what they're doing. And I think that can ultimately tell you if it's a level of disrespect or anything like that. I mean, uh, I proudly served in the United States Navy. And I think I, I took, I don't remember the man's name who actually gave Kaepernick the advice, but I mean, it's a lot of- uh, He was a beret, just so people know, it was a beret that told him, hey, don't sit, rather than sitting, how about you take a knee? That's the more respectful thing to do. Right. I, and and. I mean, me personally, I didn't view it as any sign of disrespect. I think what I what I feel first and foremost is that I think everybody is is wanting some things that have been uh, looked at. Uh, well, may, most importantly, probably overlooked is that we we want some change, like it, to some things that are not right or or that haven't been right, and those things should be able to be modified. I mean, it's never it's never a wrong time to do something that's right. So, I, and I think that's all the people are looking for, especially people of color. And I think if really people can just look past color or anything and just understand what's humane uh, for everyone, I think that we'd, we'd be off to, to a, be a better start in the world. No, I agree. And it actually, that made me think of something because the gaming community you're such a positive guy. I don't think it's like that maybe in 2K, but with Fortnite, I'll be having to shut down Junior's game sometimes because that community is so toxic, but some of the stuff that's spewed in that gaming world is stuff that I know people, kids have heard on the news, on the internet to that point. Is that something that you guys regulate heavily and, and watch to make sure that that type of culture doesn't grow basically in your 2K league? Yeah, I think, and I, I think it happens in, in mostly all the communities is just at some at a different level or depending on what, you know, what, where it's coming from. But I think for me, I try to get people to realize like at the end of the day is gaming, but it's a business too. And what, you know, I think a lot of times with this, this generation is everybody feels like uh, you, you keeping it real. Like you, that means you have to expose everything. You have to say everything. You have to do everything, which is to me, I always used to say, I keep it as, as, as real as possible because <laughs> like at, at the end of the day, I mean, when you understand what your role and responsibility is for something, you have to carry that out. And, it, and if you don't want to, then don't put yourself in a situation where you have to. And I say that to say for, 
like my players, I don't, I don't take their voice. I don't stop them from, from posting things on social media or saying things, but I want them to be responsible and know that the impact uh, that they may not only have for themselves, but our organization, but, but for the young fans that that's watching them and idolizing them and want to be them one day. Um, I think you just have to keep everything in mind and that it's a time and a place for everything. I agree. No. And it's the same for me. You want to, kind of guide the players, but you don't want to tell them how to post. You don't want to stop them. If, you know, if somebody wants to be a model, well, then you got to let them be a model. And if somebody wants to be this, you got to let them and not even let them empower them. So no, I agree about allowing people to have their voice. One last question. What's next for OG King Kurt? I mean, I see you making moves. You got sponsorships coming through. Who's What, what glasses are those? Oh, the Zimmies. <laughs> oh, come on now. I already got I already know they are. You got the yeah. Zen glasses sponsorship and I just see your brand is just building. You're doing more things. So what's something that now you're in this space that what's something you want to do next? Like what, what do you have your eye on? And not meaning leave Brooklyn Nets game. I'm talking about do right. complimentary to all the things that you're doing. I think um, one thing that's really big with us at SGC now uh, with, with our restructure is that uh, we're big on, on education um, you know, military and veterans and, and, and things of that nature. So we, we, I just want to cover as many grounds as our, of our pillars as we can. And I What's think your pillars? In, uh, community, uh, education and, and veterans, uh, you know, that's, that's something we stand real big on. And, um, I just want to continue to be a, a positive light and voice, uh, for, not only the people in, in Brooklyn, New York, but it just throughout the country. Uh, personally, um, I got some things in the work. Um, oh, wait a minute! I, I, you can't I, say it yet. I can't. I can't say it yet. But I, I, I guarantee you, before I go public, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll shoot it in the chat. Hint at it. What you got going on? Yeah. Um, basically, uh, it'll be official. Um, OG King carried a, a apparel and um, different type yes. of merchandise to go along with it. So uh, shout out to the company that I can't name right now, but uh, <laughs> but I'm definitely, you know, the one thing, and I'll tell you about this partnership that's important to me, is that when we had to talk, met with the CEO and everything like that, it, his he liked that my principles and his principles aligned. Okay. Um, and that was, that was more important because, yeah, it's all cool when you talk about a product and, and dollars and cents and stuff stuff like that but when somebody is on the same page as you as you walk your life each and every day um nothing nothing trumps that love it so congratulations we'll be checking it out you know i'm gonna get me a hoodie or two gotta support the fam listen og king kurt thank you for the motivation you give to everyone every week Thank you for supporting women in everything and being a supporter. And then just thank you for coming on remotely, Renee, and chopping it up, telling stories with me, man. You know we family, so it's always nice to have the fam on the pod. Hey, I, hey thanks for having me, Renee. I'm so proud of you. Uh, you you inspire me, too, as well. So keep doing what you're doing, and, and shout out to Mama Snook. I love yes. you, and thank you for all the support that you have given me and keep giving me. Hello, 
know it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello.